Good evening, it is 5 p.m. and you're listening to Today in YGK on CFRC 101.9 FM. Brought to you by CFRC's News Collective, Christina Laurie, Dinah Jansen, Chancellor Miracle, Lauren Tucker, and Jesse Bell. I'm Christina Laurie and here are your local news headlines. To start off, New Splash School Initiative delivers swim lessons to local students. The City of Kingston, along with the Limestone District School Board, YMCA of Eastern Ontario, and St. Lawrence Pools are partnering up to provide swim opportunities to Kingston students. Splash School is sponsored by St. Lawrence Pools and a new initiative to give youth more time and water to work on swim fundamentals in a safe, fun environment. Between May 29th and the end of the school year, grade 4 and 5 students at a local school will get the chance to strengthen their aquatic skills. Twice a week during school hours, students will have swim time and receive swimming lessons from certified instructors. Through this Learn to Swim program, students will also receive a participation certificate and skills report. South Frontenac invites applications for 2023 Lake Ecosystem Grants. South Frontenac Township is inviting lake associations and other not-for-profit community groups looking to make positive changes in the health of lakes to apply for a Lake Ecosystem Grant. The deadline for applications is Friday, August 4, 2023. The Lake Ecosystem Grant Program is designed to support projects focused on encouraging the preservation, restoration, monitoring, and analysis of lake ecosystems within South Frontenac. The program funds projects up to $10,000 that reduce or limit diffuse point source runoff caused by human disturbance of the land. Create or increase shoreline buffer zones, protect or enhance wildlife habitat, or help with lake environment monitoring and data collection. Interested groups can apply at southfrontnac.net slash grants. For questions relating to the Lake Ecosystem Grant Program, please contact Christine Wedd's Senior Planner at 613-376-3027, extension 2221, or via email at cwoods at That's all for your headlines this week, and next up is our Arts Desk with Lauren Tucker. Thanks, Christina. Here's your arts news for today. The Dan School of Drama and Music at Queen's University will be presenting the 2023 Watershed Festival this weekend, May 26th to 27th at the Kingston Grand Theatre. The festival celebrates new and innovative works of Canadian and international musical theatre. This year's events will include the world premiere of the musical The Lancashire Lass, a new musical by Leslie Arden about the life of suffragette Annie Kenny, and the show will star 20 Dan School students. Additionally, the Watershed Festival will include a new work showcase and a family-friendly show based on Chicken Little. Tickets are available now through the Kingston Grand website, and you can check out more information at Watershed Musical Theatre com. Art After Dark is this Friday, May 26th in downtown Kingston. From 7 to 10 p.m., folks are free to explore the downtown by taking a free walking tour of arts locations, some of which have special events like live music, demonstrations, workshops, artist showcases, refreshments, and more. Additionally, every tour spot offers a chance to win a $500 credit to purchase an original art piece from those participating locations. There's over a dozen stops, so be sure to check out all the event has to offer at downtownkingston.ca. 
Ca. If you find yourself in Harrowsmith this Saturday, you've got to visit the Summer Kickoff Music Festival at 4500 Centennial Park Road. This free all-ages festival has got fun for everyone, including food trucks, craft beer, and the best of local music performed live. Headliners include Jess Wedden, a two-time Canadian Folk Music Award nominee, Jay Smith, formerly Smitty Kingston, who has performed with Canadian greats like the Tragically Hip and Jordy Jackson, who has taken to the stage with Canadian country legend Aaron Pritchett. The gates open at 3.30pm and the festival runs from 4 to 10, so be sure to be there and check out southfrontenac.net for more information. Submissions for the Mac Gallery Regional Group Show are now open. The exhibition will run for four weeks this summer during the tourist season in Gananoque and seeks to showcase diverse local voices. Interested artists should send three or less images of their work and a brief description to info at macgallery.ca, that's info at macgallery.ca, and be prepared to submit a bio, statement, and description of work for further meetings with Mac Gallery staff. Also in local art, the Traveling Interactive Exhibition Sounding Board is in its final week of display at the Kingston School of Art. The venue will host Sounding Board's closing exhibition on May 27th from 6 to 8 p.m. We sat down with lead artist Heather Poachman to talk about the project's journey. Take a listen. So a little overview of Sounding Board. The full title is Sounding Board, a Community Conversation. Uh, and the reason I chose that is because Sounding Board is an art installation that was created by eight artists, including myself, for a total of nine. Uh, and together we not only created conversations among ourselves and between our art and art forms, uh, it also became a conversation with the community. So as Sounding Board traveled around Kingston to various locations uh, through the past six months, the community has been able to directly interact with Sounding Board, the artwork itself. Uh, and so now uh, the, the exhibition for Sounding Board, uh, we started out at the Kingston School of Art and now we've returned to the Kingston School of Art uh, but this time, not only is the original sounding board artwork on display, uh, all of the contributions that the community has given uh, to sounding board throughout its travels are now also on display so you can see how the conversation has evolved. For more information on sounding board, visit rubyartist.com soundingboard and stay tuned to CFRC this week to hear the full interview on the Kingston Curator Friday at 3 p.m. And be sure to keep it locked to today in YGK as well as the Kingston Curator over the next couple weeks for all of the latest information on the approaching Spring Reverb Music Festival. The festival will be hosting over 100 bands and speakers at downtown venues from June 1st to 4th, including acts like Dizzy, Electric Six, Effed Up, Gord Sinclair, Texas King, Ryland James, and tons more. Check out the full lineup and plan your weekend now at kppconcerts.com slash springreverb. That's it for Arts Desk this week. Now I'll throw it over to Cindy Gibson with our local artist of the week. Oh, hey, everyone, this is Cindy from the Indie Wake Up Call with your local artist to watch this week. 
You know, we do have a great hip hop scene in Kingston. And one of the mainstays for a while now has been Keaton. He has been applauded for the ability to deliver energetic and provocative material with some great social commentary in there as well. Keaton took some time to visit us in studio at CFRC on the Indie Wake Up Call a few weeks ago, and he talked about his live show as we're going to be seeing him on June 1st at Spring Reverb. What's the live show all about? What are we going to see on stage? What, do you, have, you, have you thought about that, or is it just something you're always ready for? Yeah, it's a mix of both. Like, honestly, I'm known for my live sets. Like, I didn't really uh, start using social media and the internet heavily until, like, around 2015. And at that point, I'd already been doing it for, like, four or five years. I was still, like, I'm 1995, so I'm, like, right in between the online generation and, like, the physical copy. Mm -hmm. So I was still making CDs when I first started. I came from an era where the live performance and coming out and doing it in public was kind of like the legitimizing factor of you as an artist, right? So I was in that era where there was a bunch of people coming out online and I was releasing things online. Like when I was in high school, I was doing like remixes and stuff on YouTube, um, and like little mixtapes, stuff like that. To me, it was always about the live show. So I, I have sets ready. I've had sets ready, you know what I, I mean? guess, yeah, that um, makes sense. Um, but for this one specifically, because I'm uh, coming up off of the EP, uh, Man of Cupid, and then I got like a new project I'm working on for right after. Uh, on June 2nd, I'll be working on a new set. Um, like the day after. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> okay. yeah. So it's June 1st, then June 2nd is going to be the release. Oh, that's so good. Okay, so, but we're going to hear some of those. Yeah. Okay, good. Yeah, very good, very but, good. but in short, like it's going to be dope. Like it's going to be awesome. Um, if you're coming to see me or if you've heard about me, it's probably from a live show. So, you know, that's my bread and butter. So watch out for Keaton's new music. He's starting to release it on June 2nd. Stick around next week for another local artist to watch. I'm Cindy from the Indie Wake Up Call. Thanks for listening. This is Jesse Bell on the CFRC Sports Desk with your sports report for Monday, May 22nd, 2023. It was a tumultuous weekend for the Toronto Maple Leafs as they announced that the team would be parting ways with general manager Kyle Dubas. Dubas began his tenure with the Toronto Maple Leafs in 2014, serving as an assistant to the general manager before taking over the position during the 2018 offseason. Dubas can be credited in part with building the roster that delivered Toronto their first playoff series victory in nearly 20 years and their greatest regular season point total with 111. As of the time of publication, no general manager has been announced as a replacement, but the team is conducting interviews. In the NBA playoffs, the Denver Nuggets find themselves on the verge of punching their ticket to their first NBA championship in franchise history as they lead the Los Angeles Lakers in their series by a score of 3-0. In Major League Baseball news, the Toronto Blue Jays find themselves in fifth place in the ultra-competitive AL East division after a weekend series loss to the second-place Baltimore Orioles. The Toronto Blue Jays' bats struggled to get anything going against the Orioles' pitching staff as Toronto scored only nine total runs over the course of three games. 
Although it is still very early in the Major League Baseball season, the Blue Jays are at risk of falling out of playoff contention given the strength of their divisional opponents. That is it for your CFRC Sports Report for this Monday, May 22nd, 2023. I'm going to throw it over as all... sat down with Colette Steer, the Manager of Graduate Experience at Queen's, and Zara Majed, a fourth-year PhD candidate here at Queen's who represented Queen's at this year's competition. Here's a bit of what Zara had to say before the competition. So just to start us off, would you like to introduce yourself? Sure. Uh, my name is Zara. I'm a fourth-year PhD candidate at the School of Kinesiology. I'm studying health promotion and I'm a 3MT finalist for the Ontario 3MT. And I am Colette Steer, sometimes known as CJ the DJ from GradChat. And I am the uh, Manager of Graduate Experience in the School of Graduate Studies and Postdoctoral Affairs. And uh, we will be hosting, Queen's will be hosting the Ontario Three Minute Thesis on Wednesday. Awesome. And before we get into the details of that, would you like to speak a bit to what this event is? So the Ontario Three Minute Thesis is an opportunity for students or graduate students at Ontario universities to come together and present their research. It is a competition and so the students that are being or the universities being presented, uh, they each have had their own competitions and of course Zara was our winner in our Queen's uh, three minute thesis competition. And what will what will happen is it will be lovely. It will be down at the Isabel Bader Centre for the Performing Arts starting at 10 a.m. And of course, we would love lots of people to come along and be in the audience to listen. And so starting at 10, probably finish no later than 11.30, where each of the schools participating will, of course, their, their student will have three minutes to talk about their research, which isn't very long, but that's on purpose. The reason we do that is it's a bit of a communication tool or skill that we're trying to teach the students how easy it is to tell people about your research and get them interested in your research and excited about your research without using all the jargon that grad students <laughs> tend to use when they're talking about their research. So this way is three minutes, as you can imagine. A thesis itself is can be up to about 80, 80 or 100 or thousands of words. We bring it down to three minutes. So basically they need to sort of talk about, you know, why they want, it's kind of like, what was the purpose of doing this research, how they've done the research and potentially what results are coming from their research or things that can be put into play from their research, depending on the, the field that they're in. So it's a great opportunity for that. It's also a great opportunity for the graduate students from the different schools to actually get to meet each other as well. Uh, you can learn a lot from each other and from within the university and from our colleagues at other universities. So it's a bit of a networking thing as well, if you'd like to call it that. And everyone's really, really excited. Just a other little bit tidbit that you may or may not want to use. The first Ontario 
Three Minute Thesis competition was hosted by Queen's and that was back in 2013. And uh, now, of course, we've got 2023 to come back to us. So that's a little bit of a tidbit there. Students. Without making you give up your three-minute thesis, would you like to describe what the topic of your thesis is? Sure. So I am interested in looking how uh, physical activity or exercise in general can make immigrants uh, feel part of the community and feel uh, they're like part of, uh, they're integrated into the Canadian community. Um, I am interested in physical activity. It's like part of my uh, personal, like personal uh, habits or personal uh, hobbies and for me it was a tool to actually feel part of uh, part of the community here and meet friends so reflecting from my personal experience honestly my research just like showcased my like how I came to Canada how I immigrated here and how I ended up being like a runner uh, how I ended up being uh, in this community how I met people it's all about integration how better we can integrate yeah. uh, into into exactly. communities and it's it, the nice thing is too it's something i know you've done it on on immigration but really anyone going to a new place it sort of highlights that as well exactly exactly and everyone at that the other day i was saying my speech into like one of the one of your colleagues and he, he was like yeah actually i can really resonate with what you're saying so when i came here i he's also an immigrant so when i came, when I came here i uh, sort of started doing like some sort of sports and that's how I uh, felt I belong and felt like I can make friends and all of these aspects. Definitely yeah and I guess folks will have to attend to hear more about that. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Just right now only a few days out how's prep going how are you feeling? Uh, <laughs> I wasn't nervous before, but now looking at if you go to the Isabel Baker like uh, website and you see the countdown, it's just like <laughs> it's a bit nerve-wracking. I can say there's two hours, two two days, and like how x number of hours or whatever. So I'm a bit nervous to be honest at this point, more nervous than before, just because like I'm gonna be competing against the best students across Ontario. Um, and there's always this imposter syndrome, you know, hanging on my head that you may not be good enough or whatever. But I know that, I mean, I made it this far, so I should be yes. good <laughs> enough to be this far. Um, so yeah, we'll see. You'll be fine. And, and the reason that that countdown is on because the Isabel is also very kindly live streaming it. So they've got a countdown on their website. <laughs> That was Khalid Steer and Zara Majed on this year's three-minute thesis competition. That's all for your campus news this week, and next up is Dinah with the weather. Thanks so much. And now it's time for the CFRC weather report. Tonight we'll have clear skies and a low of 9. On Tuesday, sunny skies with a high of 23. Tuesday night, clear skies with a low of 11. And on Wednesday, a mix of sun and cloud with a 30% chance of showers and a high of 23. And clear low of 7 on Wednesday night. 
And now it's time for the CFRC City of Kingston traffic report. Motorists, cyclists, and pedestrians can expect road closures at Armstrong Road from Bath to Kingsdale, Dunkirk Avenue from Alfred to Fergus, Gore Street from Ontario to King, the Lower Brewers Swing Bridge, King Street from Tragically Hip Way to Plasta Arms, Sydenham Street from Queens to Princess, the Tragically Hip Way from King to Ontario, Union Street from Division to University, University Avenue from Union to Earl, and Wright Crescent, south intersection of Palace, 216 Palace Road. The School Streets Initiative is still in effect to June 29, 2023, with McDonnell Street from Earl to Hill and Sydenham Street from Ordnance to Colburn closed from 8.40 a.m. to 9.10 a.m. and 3.20 p.m. to 3.50 p.m. weekdays. The Play Street Initiative is also in effect until the end of August on Thomas Street from County to Patrick from 3.30 to 5.30 p.m. on Mondays. There is still a parking disruption at the Chow Memorial parking structure with available parking at the Hanson Memorial and Robert Bruce Memorial parking garages in the two adjacent blocks to the east. Other road delays can be expected at Flanagan Road from Kepler to Sydenham, Highway 33 east of Collins Creek Bridge to west of Coronation Boulevard, Jackson Mills Road to Burbrook Road, Kepler Road from Babcock to Flanagan, Lee Road from Babcock to the end of Lee, Lowborough Drive to Sydenham, McKnight Road from Sibbet to the end of McKnight, Purdy Mills Road from Purdy's Court to Old Mill, Sandhill Road from Boundary to 3058 Sandhill, and Taylor Kid Boulevard from Collins Bay to just about 100 meters west of Collins Creek. The Rideau Trail from Queen Mary to Parkway is still closed for crews to replace the sanitary main, installing the shoring and building a new gravel pathway. And now over to Lauren and Mary with the CFRC events calendar. Thanks so much. I'm Mary McKetty and I'm back to cover your events calendar for the week. Starting this week, I'll be bringing you a brief live music lineup for every events calendar, which features some of Kingston's best upcoming performances that you've got to go see. For your live music lineup this week, I've got you covered with performances from Neil Carter and Eamon McGrath. This Thursday, Neil Carter performs at Tiernanog, located at 200 Ontario Street. Neil Carter's music career spans over 40 years and includes talents in classical and rock genres, seen in his keyboard and guitar work with hard rock band UFO. Doors open at 9pm and his performance is free to attend, so make sure to head over to kingstonlive.ca for more details. Coming up on Friday, Toronto-based indie folk artist Eamon McGrath headlines with Crazy Arm at The Mansion, located at 506 Princess Street. McGrath's talent spans 15 plus years, with over 25 album releases and tours across North America, Europe, and Japan, while Crazy Arm brings you a whirlwind of punk rock, folk roots, 60s protest, and classic rock. Special guests Evil Numbers and Fire Cult are also set to perform, so check out kingstonlive.ca for upcoming ticket details and head over to the doors at 8pm when your tickets are secured. That's all for live music lineup this week, but I've still got two other events lined up for your calendars. This Thursday, drag artist Rowena Way hosts Drag Bingo at Daft Brewing, located at 768 Princess Street. The Queen of Wheat brings you sass and unbridled sexuality, as well as the cards and dabbers you need to win prizes at this free bringo event. Catch her at the last Thursday of every month from 7.30 to 10.30pm and visit rowanaway.com for further details. And that's R-O-W-E-N-A-W-H-E-Y.com. Coming up on Friday, the James Walk Festival presents a cultural and natural history of Bell Park Walk from 5.30 to 6.30pm. 
Starting at 731 Montreal Street, right across from the Royal Canadian Legion Branch 560, host Mary Louise Adams will take you along the marshes of the Great Cataraqui River to explore the city's upcoming newest major park site. This walk is free to attend and more information is available at janeswalkkingston.wordpress.com. I'm Mary McKetty, and those are all the events we're highlighting for the week. Thank you so much for tuning into CFRC's news programming. If you ever have a news story or tip to share, please reach out to news at cfrc.ca. Stay tuned for more programming coming up next.